Move over, boys. It's time for She's on the Mic with Bethany Bowman on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Welcome into She's on the Mic. I'm your host, Bethany Bowman, and joined here in studio alongside Mackenzie Nelson of KSHB 41. Mackenzie, pleasure to have you here. Happy I'm to be here, so, as always. <laughs> so excited that we're talking about the Super Bowl-bound Kansas City Chiefs. Again. Again. We're do- it feels like we're doing this all the time, every year. I, I just, we're lucky. Yeah, never a doubt during um, that stretch in December. I just wanted to sit. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) There was a lot of doubt. We all doubted him. (laughs) I definitely am not going to sit here and say I... I I didn't not expect it to happen, but I didn't didn't expect it to happen. Does that make sense? Oh, Mick Schaefer. Mick Schaefer in the window here. He just got off the, uh, the... the zone, right? The zone? <laughs> no, yeah, the zone with Jason Anderson and Josh Briscoe. We're way more fun. Yeah, I don't really think he added much to that show, but. <laughs> so, he never does. I'm so mean to Mick. Okay. Um, but back to the Chiefs. I don't. I, yeah, I can't say that I, I thought they'd be here um, with total confidence. I always thought there was a, a shot, but. It was just different how they did it. It was it was a different path and a new way here, but I'm very happy. I'm very excited that it happened. I'm so excited for the Chiefs, but, I mean, everything that you're saying is correct. We all doubted them. We all did not think that we would be sitting here talking about the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl again for the fourth time in five seasons. We just didn't expect it because we watched them struggle so much in the first kind of half of the season. But then that Raiders game that they lost to uh, on Christmas Day – They've been undefeated since, and I felt like that was really, like, what flipped the switch for them. They kind of got things, I don't know, they got things in order. The offense started to look more cohesive, and then they've just improved with each game. So, like like you said, when we talked a couple weeks ago, we were kind of thinking the Chiefs could beat the Dolphins. I think that's what game we were talking about. Um, and then they went and did that, and then we were like, mm, can they go into Baltimore and beat the Ravens? And then they did that, too, and it's like, here we are. Oh, my gosh, can they beat? Or they beat the Bills Bills, before Mm -hmm. uh, the Ravens. So it was just all these games that we were just so worried about and kind of doubting them and very hesitant to to talk about them winning with confidence. And here we are. And now I feel like the whole city is behind them and they're super confident that they're going to go into Las Vegas and win the Super Bowl. I feel more confident about this Super Bowl game than I'd say I felt about... Maybe not the Dolphins game, but definitely the Bills game and okay. definitely this Ravens game. I, really? Yeah, I don't know. I just, maybe I'm like feeding into the the talk and the hype a little bit, sure. but okay. like Lamar Jackson really scared me. Like, yeah, I, I was like, and, and I know that Steve Spagnuolo has been awesome, and and I, yeah. I thought the defense would have a great plan, but I was like, ah, is it Lamar's year? And, and yeah. I don't want to say that I feel bad for Lamar. Um, I wouldn't have been like super devastated or angry to see him get to a Super Bowl because Mm -hmm. I think he deserves it. Did you see that map uh, of the United States? And it was like all purple except for Kansas, Missouri, and I think it was Pittsburgh that uh, was also for the Chiefs. I don't know why, but it was Pittsburgh or it was, um, well, Eagles fans are also cheering for the Chiefs. I'll I'll tell you why. People don't like greatness. We're going to get into that today about (laughs) this dynasty and and the Chiefs are there. Um, I think it was that same way, though, back when the Patriots were, you know, in in their little run. Everybody Um, hated them and it was like the team to hate and it it made the NFL fun. (laughs) No one likes it. Um, We are the most hated team in the NFL right now. And I love it. it. Own it. I'm loving it. It's awesome. The villains. So, um, in the win, though, over the Ravens, um, 
What were the keys? I think for me, I'm going to put it out there that we started fast. I think that's something we yeah. talked about, I think, back dating to one of the regular season games or maybe that Dolphins game. Starting yeah. fast always seems to just feel better. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it um, you know, helps Patrick and his offense feel a little more settled in early or um, it helps the defense feel like they don't have to um, do so much right away. They can yeah. settle into into what they're doing better, but it just always seems to work out better. They really did set the tone. That first offensive drive, I mean, it was beautifully put together. I felt like uh, just the plays that were run made sense. And I mean, they just marched down the field and then Travis Kelsey scoring that great touchdown there. They just really did come out hot, and they were catching everything. I mean, Travis Kelsey made some incredible catches in that game. He, he like, laid out for one of them, and that was when Mahomes was scrambling all over the place, didn't know where to throw it, throws it out there, and Travis just leaps for it. And I thought that was awesome, but I I think a little bit of both, like of what you said. The offense, like, came out starting hot because they needed to score points against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, but also it kind of – takes the load off of the defense mm-hmm. but then they struggled in the second half you yeah. know putting up points so it's like we came out hot but we couldn't continue that throughout the game which yeah, I mean they still won but it could come back to bite them you know in the Super Bowl they're gonna have to be able to capitalize especially in the red zone where they struggled against the Bills oh yeah <laughs> and right. other teams too it's been a problem all year and we're, we're gonna get some really great insight from a uh, San Francisco native um here today so we'll wait for that but i will say i I, since we're on that topic i think that scoring in the second half is going to be a must in in the super bowl i don't have to i don't think we're going to be able to ride out you know a good first half it's going to have to be a complete game i couldn't believe that 17 points was what did it Mm -hmm. in securing the win in baltimore I, i mean i would have never thought that 17 points against lamar jackson would have the Chiefs moving on. I just, that to me, 17 points was never going to be enough to do it. Mm-hmm. And then what a weird game. Yeah. It was such a weird game. But the Chiefs didn't hurt themselves. So that was yeah. great. Um, and unless you want to count, you know, not scoring points in the second half, that, yeah. that might hurt yourself. But I mean, they didn't, you know, not, not, not a lot of drop pass. I think there were zero drop passes, right? First. I don't think there were any drops. The only thing was like a, a couple missed opportunities. Like Nick Bolton almost had that interception. I think that was Nick Bolton where it just kind of went through his hands there, like in the second yeah. half. Um, but the defense overall was solid. I mean, between uh, the sacks on Lamar Jackson to uh, the pressures, like Chris Jones, I think, deflected two passes in a row in that game. And then Sneed played really well. And I thought when <laughs> Zay Flowers kind of, you know, stepped over him or was looking down on him and mm-hmm. got that taunting call, I think Legereus Sneed not reacting to that really helped get that call. And I thought it was funny when he was asked about it. He was like, hey, I didn't know that happened. I know. I'm like, well. (laughs) It's probably for the best that he did not know. But, uh, man, he's been playing amazing. But I think the defense is what really won that game. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Steve Spagnola just schemed up. Oh, my gosh. um, Did you see those shirts, too? Yeah. We might have to get those. This player loves them. (laughs) I think, oh, I don't want to complain here but what they're like 60 plus dollars or so? i think uh, yeah they're like I, 65 yeah. and then you know if you want it shipped it's yeah I don't know it's like a that, 75 dollar t-shirt in my budget but um <laughs> i'll make my own i love steve i think um, i think it benefits justin reed's uh the j reed indeed uh foundation so i think it's it's for a good cause okay, it's that's just worth it. you know that's 75 dollars for a t-shirt yeah I, yeah, I don't I'm know. Like, yeah. But it's, you know, like you said, part of it's going towards a good cause. So Kansas City blitzed Lamar 20 times, a pressure rate of 37. And uh, beautiful. Four sacks, three of 11 on third down conversions, 10 total points allowed, and just a dominant showing. Time of possession, 37, 30 to 22, 30. So wow. that, that was a big thing. We had, you know, possession of the ball. Yeah. A lot more. 
which is great because you have to give your defense a rest. I mean, they have really been the glue of the team this year, I feel like. I mean, they're the the unit that has helped move the Chiefs forward and, you know, keep them on onward in the season. And so you have to be able to give them a break. So Patrick Mahomes has got to have the ball for extended periods of time. And, you know, those drives that they had in that game, they were eating up a lot of time and they were beautifully put together. I mean, mm-hmm. Andy Reid and, and Matt Nagy just great play calling in that game. I was very impressed uh, with the game plan and the way they executed that on the field. Just a very impressive outing. And I hope that they're just building on that game and we're just going to see an even more impressive offense in Las Vegas. Fingers crossed. I hope so. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes 10 for 10 in the first quarter and led the Chiefs to a 17-7 halftime lead, obviously. Two long, sustained drives. Um, He finished 30 of 39 for 241 yards. And he's now thrown 11 touchdowns, no interceptions in his past six playoff games. Just amazing numbers. And I think he even completed his first 11 passes. I think that's what Andy Reid said in that postgame presser. Like, just outstanding. I mean, he really has turned it on a a notch or took it up a notch. And we're seeing, like, playoff Pat. Like, it's just a, a new version of him. We see it every year, obviously. But, like, just a different Patrick than we see during the regular season. And... He really showed that against the Ravens. Yeah, and he, he kind of went to what he knows. Uh, Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey obviously was huge. Uh, I think he was, you mentioned it earlier, he caught nine of nine. Nine targets, nine receptions. Like 116 yards. Total, yeah. Passing um, or receiving. And obviously those two big touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He, you know, this season a lot of people saying like, Oh, he's slowing down. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's getting he's old. old. He's gonna retire. Taylor Swift. Oh, he's you know he's gonna want to settle down. No, I think the fun's just getting started. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift loves football. I think. Oh my gosh. I think she loves, you know, just the. It's different for her. Mm-hmm. The energy and the uh, the atmosphere. Like you know, she's dated a lot of celebrities mm-hmm. and a lot of, you know, fellow musical artists. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of new for her. And yeah. it's I mean, awesome. No better time to be dating. The star tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs. I know. I mean, the best tight end in the NFL ever, I would say. I mean, I feel like he has um, earned that, that we can say he's the greatest tight end in the NFL mm-hmm. ever in history. Um, but I think it's really cool to see her support him in this way and, like, showing up to the games. And, uh, you know, at first it was like, oh, okay, how long is this relationship going to last? She's going to be at one, oh, maybe two games. It's and real. I'm like, here we are. And now people are, you know, dissecting, like, is she going to be in Las Vegas? Is she going to have time to make it to the Super Bowl? And it's like, I, I expect her to be there, and oh, yeah. I expect her to be in Chiefs gear. And I just – I'm eating it up. Like, I think it's amazing. And watching her support him – and him just be playing so well. Like, it just, I don't know, it makes me happy. I'm yeah, happy I for love that. It. I, love I know it. people love to hate on it, but I'm, I'm here for it. I don't understand the hate. I, I love don't either. It. I know a lot of, there's been a lot of, like, you know, high-profile people starting to come out to and be like, how can you be mad yeah, what's your at problem? this happiness? Like, right? look, look at him. Like, it's so obvious they're they're happy. He's playing great. It's Andy Reid has said it's not a distraction. And right. He's loved it. Right. And I, my biggest thing is, like, the people on social media that have been saying, uh, you know, they're sick of seeing her on, uh, you know, the cutaways on TV, like, during the game. They don't even show her that much anymore. You might see her, what, a handful of times? Yeah. Because, you know, she doesn't really want to be shown. Yeah. And, you know, they're not doing it as much because now it is – kind of expected that she's going to be at these games but what I don't like is the people that are you know so upset about it and it's like this woman is just out there supporting her man and she is getting you know involved in the game like she's she's excited she's learning about football like who's to say she knew anything about it and I just think if that's getting more women and girls interested in football what's wrong with that 
I love it. What uh, is wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing's wrong with that. Yeah. So I'm not sick of seeing that, but what I am sick of seeing is Justin Tucker <laughs> on the internet. This is a call. I knew this Justin was coming. Um, talking about uh, that it was all in good fun and he wasn't doing anything wrong. Right. Um, if you haven't seen it, I'm sure most of you have, but Justin Tucker uh, was on the, the Chiefs warm-up <laughs> side. Mm -hmm. And I understand kickers because of wind and, and mm -hmm. conditions and things they, they have every right to um be on both sides of the field mm -hmm. and um i watched jason kelsey and travis kelsey talk about this today and jason was fully you know like hey that's fine like that's not the problem the, there is no reason that justin tucker needed to be on what the one yard line the goal i where i mean i i can't tell for sure but i mean he's very yeah. very close mm -hmm. no one kicks from there mm -hmm. you're never you're justin tucker you're never going to you know that's not even a that's not even a PAT. There's no, I mean, there's no reason for that. <laughs> and he just laid down was and doing his stretches and stuff. I'm like, why can't you do that at, you know, the 40 yard line or something? And then <laughs> from my understanding, and, and we're going to, we're going to talk a lot about this actually, this might be a five minute thing. Um, I've been, I've been hot about it. Patrick asked him, can you move that? I, I think mm -hmm. um, I wasn't there, but I've been, Jesse Palmer was there. I've been really mm -hmm. looking at his stuff and, um, so it looks like Pat asked him, like, hey, like, you know, can you move that? And maybe he didn't say it the nicest. I don't know. Like, but he, I mean, he, he said, like, dude, like, let's get this out of the way. Right. And Justin moves it, like, two inches. Oh. So if you want to sit here and tell petty, me. Petty, petty, petty. That you were, that the, like, there's nothing wrong with that. And I was just trying to do my job. Whatever. That's fine. I, I thought it was interesting, too. Um, I, I think SportsCenter kind of disputed his little excuse of, well, I've done this for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And they had gone back, and some experts and stuff has been like, ah, we haven't really, we haven't really seen that from you. And Patrick said yesterday that this has happened three times to him in his career, and it's all been in Baltimore. He's never really? had this problem anywhere else. Uh, so yeah, Travis goes over and picks it up and, and throws it, and yeah. he's like, dude, get this out of the way. Yeah. So now they've been talking about on new heights, and um, Travis <laughs> said, you know. You want to be like that? I'm gonna one up you. Right. Um, and then they they went on the Pat McAfee show today too. And uh, it was funny. They said um, if he would have missed that late game field goal to cut it to one score, Travis was like, Pat and I 100% would have gotten a penalty. Like we would have, they were going to like clown him hard. <laughs> Pat comes on like in the shot and he's like, of course he makes it. Doesn't right. let us have any fun. But yeah. like we would have gotten a penalty on that. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, my biggest problem with it is Justin Tucker wants to tell the media after. Well, I thought it was all in good fun. Right. He's and not taking I'm any like, accountability at all. That's whatsoever. very easy to say after the fact. Right. And you know, people people already hate the Chiefs. We already, we talked about that earlier. Right. So now everybody on the internet is like, Pat and Travis are becoming the most unlikable duo in, right. in NFL. And I'm like, I I think they would have done what basically anybody else would have done. I mean, yeah. they they were not trying to play games. Well, and you got to think like. It's the AFC Championship game. You are in the zone, like, mentally getting ready for that game. And, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a home game or an away game. Patrick Mahomes is always in that area of the field when he does his warm-ups. And he's never had any issues. Like, we've never at least been there and witnessed anything happening. And the fact that this – nobody would have known about this if it didn't, you know, get caught, you know, when someone was filming the warm-ups in Baltimore. And, and then it would have never been a thing. But because the media was there, because they saw it, like, we have completely blown it up. But I just I, – I don't understand why Justin Tucker did that. And then, 
What really rubbed me the wrong way was when he came out yesterday and did his, you know, end of season interview. And he just kind of laughs it off and is like, um, almost like putting the blame on yeah, Patrick and Travis. He is. And I'm like, you're not taking any accountability for what you did after he came out and said like he was, you know, trying to kind of get in their heads or, you know, whatever. And it's like, so you say that, but you're not going to take accountability for your part in that. And then I thought it was funny that Patrick's just trying to warm up. You know, you mentioned that he had kind of asked him to move his stuff out of the way. And then Travis just like steps in and grabs the rest of the stuff. Like, nope, no, we're in the zone. Yeah, we're getting we're ready. Get out of our way. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I would have respected a lot more if he could have just said like, yeah. Or this try, is why I did it. Try, yeah. I was trying to get in their head a little bit. Yeah. I would have been like, you know what? Good for you. But yeah. th- for me, it's like just the, I don't, you know, I don't want to say victim playing, but yeah. like, I mean, he's like, he even said, he's like, you know, I think it's kind of silly that we're even addressing this. And you know what that reminded me of? It's like, I'm watching The Bachelor right now. And it's like the girl, it's always the girls that cause the drama on The Bachelor. Mm -hmm. And then when it blows up and everybody goes and tells them and they're like, this girl's being mean. They always say, I think it's so silly we're even addressing this. And I'm like, Justin Tucker, girls on The Bachelor. Mm -hmm. Match made in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, yeah, I just... I really didn't like hearing what he had to say. And I would love, honestly, to talk to Harrison Butker after all of this. Just now that everybody has come out and talked about it, I would love to get his take on it. I know he won't, you know, say anything say about he it. Won't He's say not going to say anything. He's too nice. Right. And he said, you know, that was someone that he looked up to and he yeah. used to, you know, study how he kicks, things like that. So, like, they have a great relationship. Uh, but I would love to get his take on it because you never see him doing that. No. Like, Butker's no, never in anybody's he's way. Not, he's not problematic. Yeah. He, d- he takes care of his business. <sighs> That's the difference between Harrison Butker and Justin Tucker. Mm-hmm. And, and no one said that Justin Tucker isn't, you know, one of the, if not the best. I oh, mean, yeah, yeah, Travis yeah. Travis yeah. has said that. Jason Kelsey Even Harrison said Bucker that. says, like, he's the best Patrick picker. Patrick said that. Yeah. Like, no one's taking away from what he does, but I don't know. Little games like that, no place for know. it in the AFC Championship. Exactly. And. You know, he kind of he, he plays stupid games. You got you what win you stupid prizes. <laughs> right. Big old L, big old L, Justin Tucker, <laughs> trying to get in the heads of Patrick Holmes and Travis Kelsey, and you just can't do it. You just make them even more mad. <laughs> well, this is probably the most comfortable I've been on my radio show. I'm really, I'm really starting to find my voice, and I'm, I'm here just. Yeah, I'm being a hater right now. I'm hating on Justin Tucker, but you know what? Warranted. I love it. Back to, uh, you know, just again the hate that not only Patrick and Trav are getting for this little scenario, but the whole team in general, the whole Chiefs organization. Um, It's it's because we're great. We're winning. We become the fifth team to advance to consecutive Super Bowls since 2000. We join the 03-04 Patriots, the 13-14 Seahawks, the 16-18 through Patriots, and the 19-20 and Chiefs. So, yeah, just uh, just feeling really lucky to to be covering this, to be talking about yeah. this, to be witnessing this. Um, you know, in 50 years, we can tell our kids and grandkids so what we did. And it is so awesome. surreal. Uh, but I love, I love being the team that everybody loves to hate because at first, you know, the Chiefs, they were on their way to the top and everybody loves you and they're cheering for you, rooting for you. And, you know, it's like the whole country is kind of like on our side because they wanted us to kind of you know, get over that hump, and and we were the the good story. Now <laughs> that you're at the top for just a little bit too long, everybody loves to hate you, and they want to see that downfall. And I just think it's funny, and I love that the Chiefs are back here. Um, it's very surreal for us, you know, getting to cover them and and getting to you know see this up close and and watch history, you know, in the making. Like that, that's just such a cool thing that it's really hard to kind of. 
take a step back and reflect on right now, but I know like years from now we're going to be like, oh my God, remember when we watched this game or we were there and covered this or, you know, it's, it's just so surreal and so insane and you just got to enjoy the ride and, and not take it for granted, I would say. You are heading to Vegas. I am. Uh, next week. Sin City, I, look out. I'm not heading to Vegas, but we have several from Sports Radio 810 yeah. heading there. I actually just got back from Vegas. Um, so, you know, I decided He's to go. still recovering. Uh, a little bit. Um, I, I decided to go uh, before the Super Bowl to avoid all the chaos. And it has absolutely nothing to do with I had a, um, a little package deal that it was going to expire. And, okay. And um, it was, you know, I got duped into a timeshare. I'm not proud to... <laughs> announced that on the or not the internet but the radio they gotcha they got me it was back i was there in 2022 and they said you know you can come back for you know this price it's great deal i I knew about these things and i told the guy i said i'm not going to a meeting i'm not gonna buy one of your time shit your resorts like i'm not doing that (laughs) and he promised me he was gonna waive it he looked me in my eye and said i will waive this meeting and i'm gonna i'm gonna tell him right now i'm gonna put it in notes like Bethany Bowman doesn't have to go to a meeting to get this deal. So they start calling me and they're like, you know, this is going to expire. And they're like, but you will need to attend your meeting (laughs) or or you're getting charged for the full amount. And I'm like, no, see, and I explain everything. And they're like, he lied to you. Like they, they straight up told me like our, like he, I think he's not with them anymore. Cause he lied to get the sale and they're like, you will have to go to the meeting. So. Um, I did have to attend a meeting, but um, it's okay. It's okay. I, I got to kind of scope out Vegas for yeah. everybody that's heading there. What would you think? Great. Um, it was January you know, 26th weekend, and I um, thought it would be a slow weekend. It was not. It was yeah. extreme. That's, I mean, that city never sleeps. It really doesn't. Vegas is always insane. No matter when you go, what time of the year, what day of the week, there's always something crazy going on. There's always so many events you can go to. I don't feel like there's ever really an off season there. No, no, you there's know? not. It's no, just, even, I mean, even the, you know, the pools aren't supposed to be open, but now they have <laughs> domes over their little little pools and stuff. So, like, people are pool parties, swimsuit, you, you know, right? fifty degree. I'm like, this is crazy. But it is winter for us here. We need tans. <laughs> I told, you know, I, or uh, we were talking to Uber drivers and stuff, and, yep. and they said like they're concerned about like really? the chaos that is coming like this you know and they just had f1 too yeah um so for them to be like yeah this city's like getting it's gonna be a lot there are gonna, gonna be, be a lot. lot of people especially because it's so easy to get there from kansas city and also san francisco i mean it two fan bases that love to travel obviously i expect a lot of chiefs fans to be there whether they're attending the game or not yeah. they're gonna be there all over you know, mm-hmm. all over Las Vegas. And so um, it is going to be interesting mm-hmm. uh, for sure. But I, I can say uh, I expect more people there, obviously, than any other events that have, you know, happened in Vegas. Yeah. So it, it's just overwhelming to think about. I yeah, would say. It'll, it'll be it's really gonna be fun. fun, but overwhelming. It's going to be cool. But hopefully, Chiefs fans, you take over Las Vegas. Yeah, that's what we want to see. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to bring on, you know, a 49ers insider and talk about this upcoming matchup. We talked a lot about the Ravens win, but uh, we got one more, Mackenzie. We need to get one more, and then we can have a parade. Parade. (laughs) So we'll be right back here on She's on the Mic, Sports Radio 810 WHB. You're tuned in to She's on the Mic with Bethany Bowman on Sports Radio 810 WHB. 
Welcome back into the show. Bethany Bowman here, joined alongside Mackenzie Nelson of KSHB 41. We're so excited to be joined here from San Francisco, Cron 4's Sarah Stinson. Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us. We're so excited to talk about this big Super Bowl matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it with you guys. I feel like we just did this. I mean, technically we did. So Sarah, backstory, her and I used to work together in Chico, California, uh, what feels like forever ago, I think maybe like eight years ago. And uh, then Super Bowl 54, we met back up in Miami when it was the Chiefs and 49ers. So, of course, we had to bring her back on. We have to talk to her. Get get the takes from San Francisco. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess. Yeah, it's nice to see both sides. <laughs> I guess my first question for you, Sarah, and you have to be honest here, um, you know, the Chiefs here here in Kansas City, we, we I don't want to say we talked about this earlier. I don't want to say we didn't expect the Chiefs to be here, but we didn't have quite the I guess just the easy road here. You know, we had some struggles during the year and people started to get a little worried. Uh, but now here we are. We're back in the Super Bowl. We've had three really you know commanding wins here in the playoffs. What is just the perception of the Chiefs? from the 49er side, from the San Francisco side? You know, are we still the just the juggernaut team? Um, do you guys feel like you have maybe a better chance this this time around? Just kind of tell me what, what the vibe is. Well, I know when everyone was watching the Ravens and the Chiefs play, a lot of people were hoping the Ravens would win. <laughs> they were very disappointed as we headed into our own NFC Championship game. And they were like, oh, my goodness, we're going to play if we win against the Chiefs again. And I think everyone's initial thoughts were just like, those Chiefs, you just, they just always creep up on you. They're the strong team. You got Mahomes. You got Travis Kelsey. And, like, it's not a good energy, I would say. People are uh, annoyed that we're playing the Chiefs again. But there is this sense of revenge that people have. Like, they're ready to go for round two. Obviously, we lost to you in the Super Bowl in 2020, and uh, I think people are like, let's get back in the ring. Let's, let's beat them this time. I think we are the, the team to hate now, are we? Is that the the kind of the vibes in San Francisco? Like, they're also on board with everybody hates the Chiefs? Yeah, it's actually <laughs> very true. I was kind of like not expecting that much of, like, a rivalry hatred kind of thing. But, yeah, when I was at the uh, NFC Championship game, there was just like, oh, I hate the Chiefs. Oh, I hate Travis Kelsey. <laughs> and I was shocked by that because I thought he was like America's sweetheart now with the whole Taylor Swift thing. <laughs> People are very intimidated by Mahomes because he's just a force to be reckoned with. But yeah. I think people are just a little bit nervous, but they put on their brave face and they're like, yeah, well, we're going to beat them. And I'm just like, okay, it's going to be an intense game. You're like, okay, sure. <laughs> What's crazy to me is that <clears> – <throat> You know, well, I mean, we do have, there's guys like Harrison Butker, who's obviously like, I mean, he's an outlier mm -hmm. uh, in a good way. Like he, you know, he's just like amazing. He's mm -hmm. so, you know, you'll never hear that guy say a bad thing about anybody. You know, he doesn't have a podcast like, like Travis and, right. and Jason, you know, he's just not that type of guy, but it's crazy to me that people, you know, think a guy like Travis Kelsey, who is, I mean, to me, the best tight end ever. Yeah, ever. Uh, I mean, like, but then like they, they can't ever get you know, a little bit like, hey, I am the best tight end. You know, they're like, there's going to be some of that. These are guys, like these are athletes. Yeah. Like they're not going to sit there and be like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good, I guess. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, there's got to be some of you that. You got to have sports. the confidence. Yeah. And, you know, and with that comes a little bit of like the, the cockiness. But uh, 
He ought to have that. But I think it's cool. Um, you know, Sarah, you say people love to hate Travis Kelsey, but also they just love to hate the Chiefs. I think it's cool that we get to see a different side of Travis Kelsey because he doesn't really ever speak to the local media. We never really get to talk to him. He's never in the locker room, but, you know, we'll hear him at the podium sometimes, which is a very rare occasion. And so on the, the New Heights podcast, you know, we get to see this different side. And it's just so wild because you just don't see that when you've got him in person. Yeah. But, like, I guess for the rest of – you know, the country, when they listen to the podcast, they see the clips from that. I, I could see why maybe, you know, 49er fans and stuff are kind of like, mm, yeah, not not a fan of him, I guess. Yeah. Eh. Yeah, there's some ego there. But like you said, I mean, testosterone, football, men, <laughs> sports, et cetera. But, you know, you do have like, you know, our quarterback, Purdy, and the vibe you get from him is just complete humble pie. But, uh Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. And and like you said, it's the access that we now have to Travis is like an access you just don't get to a lot of football players. Yeah. Well, you know, you can't complain because that's how we found out about the Taylor Swift friendship bracelet Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So I I love their (laughs) podcast. I think it's hilarious. I love it too. I think it's great. And also I will say Travis has always been great. Um, just in passing, you know, at at, uh, press conferences, things like that. I actually ran into him about five years ago, randomly downtown, walking his little, I don't know, I think it was either a Pomeranian or a a little Shiba (laughs) Shiba Inu, is that how you say it? I don't even know. You know, those just one of those little little fluffy. He had a small fluffy dog, yeah. And he, I mean, stopped and talked. Like, this was before I was even working here in media. Like, he's great. I, I think Travis is awesome. And I love Taylor Swift. And I love his podcast, and I'm a Travis Kelsey stan. Okay, I have a question for you, Sarah. I was on social media this morning scrolling. I think I was on TikTok. And, you know, since we're on the topic of Taylor Swift, obviously uh, Kyle Juszczyk's wife has been making uh, the clothing that Brittany Mahomes and uh, and Taylor Swift had worn a couple games ago. And uh, so now, you know, we saw she gets to do – some more work and now she i think has, she's licensed with yeah the with NFL. the nfl so she right use logos and all that that's well, awesome right. i mean her, her work has been like phenomenal i love getting to see how she makes her game day outfits and stuff but i i saw something and it was so funny to me it was like okay kansas city has taylor swift and Brittany mahomes but the 49ers they have claire kittle and Kristen, and they ha- and they like listed all these like fabulous women that are you know the wives and girlfriends of these players and i just thought it was funny it's like it's no longer just like the chiefs against the 49ers we're now being like well who has the better girlfriends and wives <laughs> yeah it is so true i was actually thinking about this yesterday it's like this has become such a thing, and I don't know if it's, like, social media or – I don't know. I think it's kind of smart because the, the wives of, of NFL football players, they deserve the love as well. I mean, yeah. they're out there on the field. They support their partners very well. Uh, you kind of have to. But, like, yeah, this is definitely a phenomenon. I mean, I've definitely seen stuff like that. We have Olivia Culpo. Yes. Who's, you know, married yep. to McCaffrey. We've got Kristen Yurchek, um, who's just really blowing up. But I'm glad she got that licensing because – I heard a lot of her work was already being ripped off and like made in China already. So she 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 deserves some of that licensing. Make sure her yeah. work is appreciated. Do you guys think that she is going to design something for Brittany Mahomes and Taylor Swift to wear in this game, or do you think they're going to be like, okay, nope, 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 they're the opponent. Like we're not we're not supporting them. No, because, no, I, you know I, what I mean? I think she will. She will. She <laughs> to, she's she seems so sweet. She seems like the type to you know she she'll do it for him. Yeah. And, and why I'm, why wouldn't you? I, I mean, agree. it's her business too. Yeah. Like super yeah. cool. I I'm very excited. Uh, 
just to have like all these fabulous women, like everybody's talking about them. I'm like, this is great. I love this side of football. <laughs> so did you me guys? Me too, me too. And it makes uh, pregame interesting on the field. <laughs> yeah. A lot, lot, of, lot of Instagram pics for sure. You got to get that right one. Mm -hmm. Did you guys see too? I feel like this is now a, a lifestyle show where I promise we're going to get back into sports. But um, <laughs> Olivia Colpo, um, she did like a funny video about christian coming mm. home and like they have like of course their house is beautiful and mm. they, you know the aesthetic is awesome but her white sheets like they wake up in the morning and they, they're just bloodied Re oh because of his yes, wounds like, and things yes. oh god and i thought that was funny that she showed that oh my god i, I must have missed that one. Oh god yeah she, she <laughs> yeah was i like, missed that one too <laughs> like he's just beat up after every Behind game yeah oh yeah a little too much behind the scenes maybe, maybe olivia a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of christian mccaffrey i think he's going to be a big key in this game um because you know like you just mentioned mckenzie mr irrelevant brock purdy he, he's been great this season definitely exceeded expectations oh my for a gosh. while he was in the mvp talk mm -hmm. i mean he, he still is i don't quite think he's probably gonna get it unless yeah. I, maybe i don't know if they we don't know do the something odds. crazy in the Super Bowl. I don't know. I, yeah. That's not my thing. But, you know, just Christian. Christian having, McCaffrey is going to be their glue. Having that guy like. in the yeah. backfield, like, he's going to need to have a big game. I think it'll be a big test for the Chiefs defense. Mm -hmm. Are they up to that challenge? Uh, I yeah. think the Chiefs are up to stopping him. I mean, uh, our Chiefs defense has been great all season long, and – I feel like the last couple of weeks, we've obviously with Josh Allen, then Lamar Jackson, like they've had running quarterbacks. And so stopping the run has been a huge, huge thing for them and, and just focus like going into those games. And I know Christian McCaffrey is obviously not the quarterback, uh, but it's just now they have this running back that is going to be the guy to stop. So I think that'll be a huge focus for the Chiefs leading up to this game. But then, you know, Brock Purdy, I, <laughs> I got to give him some credit. Like what a year he has Absolutely. had. And I just thought, mm -hmm. like, I, I'm excited for the matchup. I, I know a lot of people are like, this isn't the matchup we wanted to see. We didn't want a Super Bowl 54 rematch. We wanted to see the Lions in this and wanted the Ravens, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, I'm very excited right. for this game and this matchup and just the different players and what they bring to the table. And it's just really going to be a test for, for both teams, for sure. Have you, Sarah? I agree. Both teams. Have you heard anything Would just you? in, uh, you know, this week? Anything you think that the team's going to focus on? I think that the biggest thing for us and what we've been lacking the last couple of games is our defense. I think your guys' defense has been playing really strong, um, and you guys have come out guns blazing the last, as you said, three games. Uh, the problem with us, especially in the last game, I mean, our defense just lacked, and uh, that's something that we're really going to have to pick up because we're going to stop you guys. we got to come in. Coming hot, I mean, that's been our biggest problem. Uh, you know, with Purdy, he's been doing really well, but sometimes I can tell, like, maybe his nerves get to him a little bit. He's young, and it shows sometimes. But, man, he has really done, as you said, better than expected. Um, it's just going to come down to which team wants it most, and he's going to show up that day and really just uh throw down and I, i'm curious as to who's gonna win of course but as you said i think some people really wanted to see ravens lions almost like an underdog situation yeah uh but you know for us at least the chief fans and the niners fans this is great i mean we finally get a well, we at least get a chance to try and beat you guys again because last time was completely devastating i mean mackenzie you remember i was on the field yeah 
to watch the confetti come down. <laughs> and it's like coming down in my colors. So not for us. Oh, <laughs> and man. Just to go on air, and I'm just like, we lost. You, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> you want to know what's crazy? I keep thinking about this is, is how many players the Chiefs have and the 49ers have that have played for the opposite team. Like, we, it's so crazy. If you look at the number of guys that have played for the Chiefs that are now at the 49ers and vice versa, like, I don't know. I just think it's cool. Obviously, we have two different teams than we had back in Super Bowl 54. But, like, there's still yeah. – I could see, like, that revenge factor for the 49ers. Uh, but also, okay, I have to ask because Bethany, we watched this game, the NFC Championship game. Obviously, I think all of America did. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. that comeback, I mean, yep. that was Ooh. ridiculous. And that is what scares me oh, is because gosh. even if the Chiefs put up points – like, to watch you guys come back in that game against the Lions, I mean, I know the Lions did a few things to, like, shoot themselves in the foot, but, like, that scares me a bit. That scares me a bit, yep. Just that comeback. I'm glad, and I'm happy to hear y'all are scared a little bit. Um, <laughs> not, not that scared. We're actually not scared at all. I hope, I hope the Chiefs are scared, too. Um, no, no, it was absolutely nuts because the energy in the stadium, the Lions fans were going like crazy, and they were so excited. They were so loud. It's funny. We all went through the same. Both teams, fans went through the same emotion, but in reverse. So, like, they were so stoked in the beginning, and then we were sad. And then after halftime, into that third and fourth quarter, it, it reversed. Then they were sad, and we were stoked, and we were just screaming, like, bloody murder, just so excited. Um, it was very unexpected, and I found – what was interesting is I was like, I bet you that like coach Kyle Shanahan went in there and was like, Hey, you guys like giving them a huge speech. And actually our sports reporter, she said that Shannon Shanahan said, no, if you need a speech at this point, then you don't want, you don't want it bad enough. Like there's no speech that can get you to the next level. Like you have to show up now or it's never. And I feel like there was just a heaviness in that locker room. And then they came out, Oh, it was so insane. Like, I've never screamed so hard. I, I squeezed my water bottle so tight. It became like a ball. <laughs> everybody was on their edge. But I think, like, uh, Bethany and I, we were talking about this earlier. Like, everybody wanted to see the Lions win. Uh, and so I think that, yep. <laughs> you know, nobody wanted to see the 49ers. And so that was like a little bit of the hate against them. <laughs> Maybe gave them yep. extra, um, I don't know, momentum and uh I, I don't know. I feel like that probably affected them because, you know, the, the teams say they don't listen to the noise outside of, you know, the facility. They don't listen to the news. They don't, you know, pay attention to the media of what everybody's saying. But, like, that I probably can, played a role, right? I can assure you they do. Yeah. I, right? I mean, they they, they, yeah. I, they don't necessarily need to respond to it, but right. I, they see it. I'm sure they they're like, it. oh, everybody wants the Lions to win, huh? Okay, we'll show you. Yeah, uh, I interviewed uh, Eric Armstead after the game, and he said that, what helped was the home field advantage mm -hmm. and uh sometimes when in the bay area at least i'm not sure if, i feel like you guys could be better diehard fans sometimes but at least in the bay area if your team starts losing pretty epically like they were um a lot of people will start leaving because they don't want to sit in traffic and all that well nobody left everyone stayed and armstead said that that made a huge difference like they felt oh, the I, bet. Energy. I don't even know I how bet. they heard anything it was so loud i was right on the field and like it was just so loud oh my god so i can tell you that um i watched from vegas and it was 24 7 mm. and we decided then to uh, make our way back to our own hotel we were at a nearby one watching um you know casino and by the time we got back to our hotel and turned it on 
it was tied. Was it like a tie that, game? That's how fast it happened. Like I was It was shocked. so quick. It was that, so quick. I was shocked. Yep. Um, another cool thing, though, about this 49ers, you know, run, getting to the Super Bowl, is that Ed McCaffrey and Mike Shanahan won three Super Bowls together. Ed is Christian's father. Mm-hmm. And now their sons, Christian and Kyle, have a chance to win one together. I think that is awesome. That's very cool. That's so cool. I know. I love that. That was such. I heard that the other day. That's awesome. Did you guys see yesterday? I think it was yesterday. I don't know what day it is anymore as we prepare for the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> did you guys see the um, the patches getting stitched on, the jerseys? It looks like the Chiefs will be in red. Uh, 49ers will wear their white. Uh, and then everybody was doing the, okay, in the last, you know, 20 Super Bowls, you know, the the like uh, the white team three. won or something. It's, yeah, it's, they were 16, 16 and 3, and three right? Three. Oh, yeah. my goodness. But the Chiefs won in Super Bowl 54 wearing red. Oh, did we? I was Right? I was we were say, in red, right? I was going to say, I, wanna, I needed to oh. look that up, actually. That was something I wanted to check. Um, I'm pretty sure we were in red. But, again. I think you were, too. I want to say the same. I want, we've been to so many now, Sarah. We don't know what color we wear each they year. All, they all run together <laughs> for me. I am very superstitious, so I'm going to try not to look into any of this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could have swore the Chiefs were in red. And, I mean, it was the Chiefs that had that big comeback. I mean, uh, you and I, we saw each other there, Super Bowl 54, and it was like we got, I don't know, we we got down bad. We were down by double digits. And then that second half, they really just flipped the switch, kind of like you guys just did against the Lions. It was that second half. You guys came out. You really flipped the switch. You ended up winning the game to move yeah. on. But back then, I, I want to say. We, we had red that game. We were wearing red? Yeah. Okay, good to know. And we also had on red in 55 with the Bucks. Okay. We lost. Mm. Yep. Right. And okay. then, and then we won last year. And we wore. I think. It's the AFC and NFC. They like flip flop, I believe, uh, who gets to be the home team. Who's, you know, all that. But um, yeah, if you you look back, you know, know, you think about this is the fans are all going to be wearing red. All of our jerseys are red that we own. Like, not a lot lot of people I know have a white one. So we're going to all be like a sea of red. You're not going to know which fans which. You want to know what's funny is I read this uh, <laughs> I read this fact the other day that the Chiefs are well first they've never lost in Allegiant Stadium but also they are playing in a Super Bowl at Allegiant Stadium before, before the, Raiders the Raiders have <laughs> even played in a playoff game yeah. there though they haven't even had a playoff yes. game at home and you know then you talk about the Chiefs fan that buried the flag under yep. the stadium like it's just this is going to be so much fun leading up to this game is going to be so fun I can't wait oh to talk to all the fans out there uh, but just a lot of fun things like surrounding this game. I know it wasn't what everybody wanted, but there's still a lot to be talked about between the two teams meeting again. It's anybody's game, I think, truly, because we've seen both teams, you know, come out of the gates hot and then lose, or mm-hmm. come out of the gates out of half of halftime and and win. So we just really don't know, and I think that's what's going to make it really, really interesting. Uh, but yeah, I saw a hilarious TikTok from one of our Bay Area rappers, Travis King, and he said he was just laughing, 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 and he's like, "We're gonna win the Super Bowl before the Raiders even make it to the playoffs." <laughs> and he's just dying laughing. Uh, oh God. I, I was kind of liking like again the lifestyle thing we had going on. Um, so I'm gonna get back off sports. Uh, we, we were talking about Brock Purdy. Doesn't he have a roommate? 
has anybody seen that? I, I've seen that he like he said in a press conference like he's he because he doesn't make that much. I mean, I he don't... makes a lot of money, but n not in comparison to other NFL quarterbacks. Does he have a roommate? And I th yeah, I'm looking that up right now. I um, only remember seeing. I know he has uh, a fiance. Okay, okay, so he's got that. But uh, for Christmas, you yes. know how the quarterbacks usually buy their offensive line, you uh -huh. know, gifts. I saw it was Christian McCaffrey that stepped in to buy gifts because Brock Purdy he doesn't make enough money to buy the type of gifts that you would usually give, like or that you see the quarterbacks giving the offensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Because, like, yeah, he was like a rookie, and then, you know, he makes the least amount of money, way less than McCaffrey. But, yeah, I'm looking online. It looks like he, he does have a roommate. It's, it's an offensive <laughs> lineman. Wow. Yeah, Nick, uh, I'm not, not sure how to say that last name. Z Me neither. Yeah, Nick's, anyways, an offensive lineman for the 49ers shares – aloft with Brock Purdy. That's hilarious. Wow. I think that's so funny because all these quarterbacks have these mansions. All right. And, and Multiple like, houses. He's like, ah, I'm going to split the rent here. That's hilarious. <laughs> they live in San Francisco, it looks like. And uh, that's what I was actually going to ask you guys because speaking of money and like making not a lot of money, like just to put it in perspective, I mean, $100,000 a year is considered low income Ooh. in the Bay Area. Oh, and for sure. I know that in Kansas City, that's probably, I don't know, you can tell me that's not low income in Kansas City, I assume. And yet we have fans here. We have our, <laughs> we are a quarterback sharing uh, with a roommate, but we have fans here who cannot afford to go to the Super Bowl, fans who have traveled to every single away game and have season tickets and yet they can't afford eight to ten thousand dollars to sit in the nosebleed uh, what about you guys oh i mean that's yeah that's normal here too um uh, although you do get a lot more bang for your buck here as far as you know yeah a like hundred thousand dollar salary is is gonna good. Get, I mean, it's that, gonna be good for you to live here but like san francisco yeah you're gonna be living in one of those lofts with six roommates and you got only two bedrooms in there and you're sharing couches and floors and <laughs> I, I would say the average fan cannot go to the super bowl unfortunately yeah i just talked to a chiefs fan yeah, yesterday uh, who has been to every super bowl the chiefs have been to starting with super bowl 54 um and he is going yeah. to take his son and go but they're only going to do the nfl experience because he's a teacher he, and he didn't get, you know, the, the Chiefs will do that uh, Super Bowl ticket lottery. And if you don't get in that lottery, yeah. you can't afford these tickets. Like, the average price for one ticket, I think, is over $1,000, right? Is that what it's at I, right I, now, I, I thought, think? I thought it was more, honestly. I, I'm not no, sure. the, uh, the average median price for the nosebleed is eight to $10,000. Oh, I don't know what I saw then. Maybe I yeah. saw from like years past leading up to Mackenzie. I, Super Bowl. I think, yeah, I think that's to sit outside. Sit outside. I think that's to sit outside and cheer for the party. <laughs> that might be just to get into a watch party. You have to pay a thousand dollars for it. Yes. No, I'm like actually not kidding. I was trying to go watch some games at a bar on the strip on Sunday and there was a $150 cover to watch, <laughs> to watch on a TV Whoa. on the strip. Yeah. So, I mean. That's crazy. Uh, I'll be watching from maybe Power and Life. If I can't home. get in for free to whatever club you've got going on in Vegas, I ain't coming. I'm not going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the one good thing about being credentialed is you get to go to all these red carpets and, like, all these events. And uh, I, I still, Mackenzie, I don't know if they're going to send me. So I hope oh, We'll I keep our fingers crossed for you. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Cron Floor send Sarah Simpson. Heck yeah. <laughs> Hashtag send Sarah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Sarah, to to finish off here, let's get a uh, let's get a score prediction from everybody. 
Ooh. Ooh, okay, okay. Uh, I'll go first. I'm going to go Chiefs, 34, Niners, oh. 24. Ooh, okay, so 10 points. 10 points. We're Ooh. that good. Okay, um, I, I'm picking the Chiefs for sure, but I think it's going to be like 27 to 21. I don't know. I think it'll be closer. A little closer. A little closer, but not as high as, like, I I think because each game, like, when we talked about just the playoff games, we kept thinking, like, okay, you're going to have to put up so many points to, like, keep up with these teams, and they've been, like, low scoring or average, you know? Yeah. I think it'll be, Yeah. uh, that's why I'm, what did I say, 27, 21, 28, 21? 27, 21. I don't know. One of those. Yeah, something like that. Something in the 20s. Okay, I think it's going to be really close. I think it's going to be, like, that's kind of been the last couple of games. It went down to like what, less than three points. The lead. I think it's. You know what? I think it's going to go into overtime. Oh. And I think the difference is going to be like a field goal. Like it's going to come down to the wire. I think we're in for the show of a lifetime. So you're saying we're going to be stressed and on the edge of our seats once again the entire game? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I talked to fans and they're like, I have aged so much in this post. Watching like, this team, season. yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have two. So. Hold on to your hats. Get your anxiety meds. <laughs> well, Sarah, good luck. And may the best team win. And I hope it's the Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we hope it's the Chiefs. I hope it's the Niners, you know. I, I hope we win. May the best team win, as you said. Like, last thing I'll say is go Niners. <laughs> Niner gang, we're going to take you down. All right, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. That's it for tonight's edition of She's on the Mic. Thanks so much for listening. Joined here by Mackenzie Nelson of KSHB 41. I'm Bethany Bowman. Special thanks to Sarah Stinson from San Francisco calling in today and giving us some insight for the big game coming up soon, the Super Bowl 58. Mackenzie, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, as always. Stay tuned next for the home stretch with Sterling Holmes coming up right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB.